This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest Short Shots. This is the show where me and Rich take a look at a bunch of short films and nothing else. Uh, this episode, we are concentrating our focus on action movies. Um, and we're just going to dive straight in. So let's crack on. Our first film then is Bar Fight. As a bartender locks up for the night, he's attacked, but his attackers may have bitten off more than they can chew. Uh, a pretty decent start to our, um, our roundup tonight, Rich. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, nice, simple premise. Guy locking up his bar, um, people rattling the doors, and then unbeknownst to him, people sneak in the back way, and a fight breaks out. Um, very well choreographed, very well shot. Um, and I, I was pretty much impressed with the Foley work on this one because they do make those punches sound very meaty. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of this? Yeah, I loved it. I think I, I, I'm disappointed by the title because it's, I think it's such a generic title mm-hmm. that it it really. Um, but in a way, it it feels like it's one of those kind of uh, short films that has been designed to be kind of instructional, like the stuff that Film Riot do yeah. occasionally mm-hmm. like they they've done ones called like hallway fight or That's you know right. i think yeah. i even did a bar fight one um and uh this is not that it, it it actually sort of wrong foots you because it's not actually a bar fight in what you what you might expect there's like horror well quite a heavy yeah, horror yeah. element that mm-hmm. comes into play uh and it, it's it's not it's not necessarily the film you think it's going to be when it starts uh which is all to its own benefit and yeah it's it's a great hybrid of uh, it's a it's a single scene single location uh sequence but it's a good hybrid of um the sort of tense sort of atmosphere and a very well choreographed action uh, all led by um uh, Aaron D Alexander playing the yeah. bartender and the funny thing is he he's one of those guys it's the situation is sort of unfolding and he's just kind of He's got the skills. You don't know it yet, but he's got yeah, the skills yeah. and he just doesn't want to use them. So it's like, he's just saying, go away. And, you know, yeah. I, I just, I don't want any trouble and all this sort of stuff. And then, but, but they obviously, you know, the antagonists are sort of coming at him. And so that's when things really kick into gear. And you, it's, it's a very Michael Jai White-ish kind of mm. um, uh, throwdown that we have. Uh, the, 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 the IMD description describes them as a machete wielding cult. It's a, mm. not I think quite it's more demonic there, aren't they? They got they got sort of like yeah, yeah. Got sort of facial sort of markings and things. Yeah, yeah. there's no disc- there's no background or anything to what any of this is happening, but it's it's all sort of left open. It would feel almost like a proof. It's I don't believe it was intended as any kind of proof of concept, but it mm. ends on sort of a a note that could expand the world. And oh, I, yeah. I I would love to see like a longer version of this if mm. if that were to happen. But uh, I think even on its own, uh, it's a great little five minute uh, film that I think delivers on, you know, all fronts, really. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really like the, sort of the character because he, as, as you say, he, you know, he's not going into this with any sort of bravado or, or, or no. confidence. You know, he's like, oh, my God, you know, the, you know, don't want any trouble. But it's a case of like, 
instinct and muscle memory kicking in basically yeah. and, re- and reflex to yeah. defend himself you know and it's like yeah he's got the skills and he's having to use them sort of sort of thing um, it's one of these movies where which will probably be the case in quite a few of these where mm. it just so happens that everybody knows these really flashy martial arts moves which is quite a, something we've become quite accustomed to mm. in in films in general these days it's just like why you know in, a, in any sort of real situation that would never be the case but in this kind of world i mean it, this is definitely drawing from like the, the hong kong kind of stuff where they mm. they they sort of uh were the first ones to sort of merge the horror in the yeah. and the martial arts and stuff together and it's a you just get drawn up into it and i think the the, the horror stuff in terms of the atmosphere and sort of the makeup effects are really really well done uh, and the the light little bits of humor that get thrown into there to add a little bit of levity uh, but it's still kind of a tense encounter it's great yeah absolutely um there's another film i'm going to sort of draw a comparison to later on but one it, it features one of my favorite tropes which is you know cocky bad guys biting off more than they can chew you know mm. um so 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 we, we get a bit of that you know they, they think this guy's easy pickings and it turns out not to be and you could easily see this um being expanded in 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 multiple directions you know they could keep on this character or it could focus on what's going on on the street outside you know it can take it to the next level it it is is a lot they could they could easily do with this It's, it's a good sort of short you know it's um you know, encapsulated in itself, but at the same time, you you, you can see how it could branch off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's, it's um, yeah, very good start to the evening, Rich. We, by the way, everyone, we don't score the shorts, but we do recommend you check them out. Hey, we wouldn't be talking about them tonight on this particular episode unless we wanted you to watch these. So take it as read that um, most of these are going to be um, floating our boat. Our next film is Fist of Fortune. A young man's evening plans are influenced by a fortune cookie. Um, having said what I just said, Rich, this one didn't really engage with me. Didn't land for you. Didn't quite get there, unfortunately. I think it was, out of all the films we did that we're going to discuss tonight, this felt the most staged, I think. Um, you know, the, the choreography felt a little bit choreographed if you see what i mean um, yeah it's definitely not got the i mean it hasn't got this i like the what i like what they've done but it's definitely yeah it's 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 more like a practice run than the final product mm. is which are, is um i hate saying stuff like that yeah. but it's uh, it's i think they're being a bit too careful in some of the scenes because the they're in one of the main scenes they're working in obviously a, a trolley car mm. and i think they're just trying to be use the environment but also trying to be really careful at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, th- and I think later in a, in a, when they move the to location, another location, yeah. there's a similar sort of thing going on. So it's some of it, some of it looks like it's practice rather than uh, rather than the, the the final sort of what you would hope for from a final finished product. That said, I do think the film kind of carries it carries enough. Um, it's uh, Ryan McCrory's, uh, it's not his second film, but it's the second film of his that we've watched, Shaolin Blues being a previous one. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, which we, I think we saw it at Fighting Spirit we originally. We did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and we covered it on one of these episodes as well. Yes, I think we did. Yeah. And 
so he's got uh, his films are made in uh, Tennessee so he's got, mm. uh, he's got quite a different he's he, they're very much a throwback kind of so and this is definitely doing that it's kind of you know it, it feels like it's something from the 1980s you know he's the, the character's like dressed in his in his uh, martial arts sort of outfit and he's a bit goofy and but at the same time a bit clueless so he's he's kind of a he's drawn in that kind of Jackie Chan-ish kind of way yeah. um but he, there's a, there's something sort of uncup there's something a bit old-fashioned about and not in a comfortable way of the attitudes of the characters so like the, there's a pregnant lady gets onto the bus and they're like trying out there basically yeah. arguing over and sort of which is no you take this seat or whatever because of looking out for their own interests i know i know i don't i know what they're going for mm. but but at the same time it just sort of seems a bit uh, unintentionally misogynistic at times um which, are, which... it's like virtue signaling or sort of, sort of you know almost it's um yeah you know try, try to sort of shy up everyone else sort of thing yeah but yeah the um it's it, it's a comedy so you can give it a lot of leeway um and i think say they're working with limited budget and stuff i like i really like cesar wang as um uh uh, what's I can't remember the lead guy's name. Um, mm. Played by Ryan McCrory. I haven't got, I haven't got his character name. Um, but uh, she's introduced in the second part of the film. It's a 14-minute film. She comes yeah. in about halfway through. Uh, yeah. I quite liked her. They have some quite fun uh, moments together. And there's, there's some references to Marshall Club, which unfortunately, there's a bit where they show a clip from Marshall Club and it, and it just blows the socks off of anything yeah. in, in this, which is um, which is a sad, uh, sad thing to say. But I do like what he's trying to do um what the, you know what they're what they're yeah. having to go at with these and you know it's not perfect but i, I do think it's it's worth a look I've, I've been waiting for it to come out for for a little while now um it wasn't ever it wasn't everything i hoped it would be. i didn't think it was as good as shaolin blues no. um but i think it's up there the thing is he's playing a similar character in this and shaolin blues and neither of them are really that likable that's true. which i find a problem yeah so it's um i don't know what i mean he's got that kind of american you know young you know sort of um young and handsome kind of thing going on you know very much the sort of um uh, the, mm. the guys who came along like in the uh post michael dudikoff i guess you, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah sort of guys who came yeah, along he's got that sort of like lanky sort of look to him isn't he yeah yeah so, and people and more recent people like matt mullins and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that he's got that kind of um look about him but so so he he's capable of, he he does look like a likable guy but his his attitudes and some of the things he does and says in both films that we've watched sort of make you take against him a little bit which is i, I think not what they're trying to not what they're trying to go for so i'd like to uh see him play a, a much a more likable character i guess rather than sort of you know likable in spite of his flaws but unfortunately but the thing is with comedy a lot of comedy characters are like that they are designed yeah. to be flawed well, Stephen characters. chow you know Ch Ch chow sing chi just all, all his early films his characters were complete wankers you mm. know re really arrogant or or ignorant sort of people um who, who eventually sort of find you know you know they have a redemptive arc throughout yeah. the film sort of thing but but yeah you know the, even things like Shaolin Shaolin soccer you know or, or even Kung Fu Hustle you know the guy's a bit of a dick <laughs> until he gets towards the end of the film <laughs> yeah, anyway um yeah so 
we, we don't score these, but you will find a link to this in the footnotes. And we do urge you to check it out. Prove us wrong, you know, so you, you might totally disagree with us. Let, let us know what you think about uh, Fist of Fortune. Our next film is Hidari. This is a stop-motion animation in which a samurai confronts the man who murdered his master many years ago. Okay, stop the presses, Rich. This is probably some of the best five minutes of anything I've seen this year. I knew you'd it, like it. It was awesome. Um, you know, the, the animation, the, the, the puppets, or what do you want to ever want to call them you know the hand carved out of wood they, mm. they look amazing the the um yeah the actual animation itself is superb he, he does so much with this it was directed by um masashi kawamura mm-hmm. um yeah it i mean you know if you like things like kubo in the two strings or you know any sort of animation this is just awesome it really is um, yeah, your thoughts on this one, Rich? Yeah, it's, I, I was pretty floored by it when I saw it because it's got a, it's it's kind of unlike anything else. I mean, we've seen you know um, uh, action sequences done in animation. Mm-hmm. I suppose say this is from Japan. Japan's you know manga and all that. It's very common kind of thing. But the and even with a bit of stop motion. But I think this does it in a very different way. It's got a very particular kind of look. The whole the whole wooden aesthetic of it of all the characters and the and the way they embrace that is like the characters actually bleed sawdust and stuff like that it's and it's so fast paced and it's got such a rhythm to it It, it's got very it's a it's like uh edo uh era japan Mm. but uh very contemporary kind of music the music's really good in it uh sort of uh, propelling it along and the and the and the action sequences the design of the action sequences is very is very dynamic uh you know it's it's, it's fast paced and inventive very very inventive yeah. there's a lot of influences i think at play in here um you could probably draw comparisons to various things i think yeah, you know a lot of anime you, stuff in there for sure you know as anime yeah i think you could even say maybe there's a little bit of terry gilliam and stuff like mm-hmm. that um the um it's like the workings of his, his robotic arm and things like that. Yeah, you know, well, that's it. I say bring, bringing in stuff like, like the, and, yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. um, yeah, because it's all uh, very, yeah, very fantastical um, scenarios uh, that we've say we've seen bits and bobs before. It's like a bit of a one arm swordsman thing for a bit, and then and then it turns a bit almost like the Evil Dead with the sort of add on pieces and stuff, mm. but um, it's. What is it? It's yeah. what's I mean, what's impressive is you watch the making of and they did this all in camera. Yeah. It's not been I mean, I'm sure there was a little there might well, I say I'm sure there must have been a bit of computer stuff going on. But this the my initial feeling was that this must have been something that they'd designed but then pulled together with computers, but they didn't. Mm. Everything you see on screen was made and moved. Uh, and there's some great stuff that there's, there's there's great little moments like this this little cat like asleep I think it's a oh cat. the cat yeah uh, the cat plays I mean, such an integral part to everything in yeah. it, you know it's great 
Well, he gets out the cabinet, he turns yeah. the cabinet round, he opens it up and all the weapons are inside yeah. and then the cat's asleep and then and then he the, he gets the cat to like, yeah. trigger something and it's fire almost like, something. Oh, it's, it's like the cat in um in Hong Kong Fui sleeping on top of the filing cabinet, you know, mm -hmm. just bangs it in the right place and all of a sudden stuff happens. Yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely great. The only thing, the only thing I was expecting was with the chainsaw, mm. um, when it lands on it, you know, when he pick, when he grabs it. If only he'd said groovy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But he doesn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, this this is seriously some of the best stuff I've seen all year, and I've seen Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse, whatever it's called. So yeah. Yeah, it's the um what was I gonna say? The it's it's all based on a character from mythology called and this comes up at the start. Uh Jingaro Hidari is uh, sort of a mythological did it's kind of a, a somebody who they're not sure whether he really existed or not, but there's a lot right. of stories and you know um, things about him. You know, he was a, an artist and stuff, and there was a lot there's a lot of mystery around him. So that's that's where they've taken this character from. And their um, their aim, I believe, is to turn this into like a series or something because they they've marked it as pilot mm. uh, to this five minutes, so that it definitely ends on a cliffhanger moment, uh, which we have seen quite. You know, we see both in features and shorts. You see them end yeah. with this, you know, because this is essentially a a, uh, a final confrontation scene, mm. um, as it were, uh, and you know the <laughs> the guy he's up against. He's got his own sort of tricks coming out of the bag and sort of, uh, you know, gets this almost like, uh, what do they call it? The, you know, the mecha suit kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's with like, it's with like, you know, wooden stuff, you know. So with, with almost like steampunk. Or, or, what steampunk. That, uh, yeah, that's a very good. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely got more of a. Well, there was that, there was that Batman movie, wasn't it? Batman Ninja, where, where he mm. was transported back to um, sort of yes. period and all that. Yeah. No, this, this is absolutely superb. We urge you to watch this one. Yeah, skip the rest. Just watch this one and then, then <laughs> fill in the, the rest. Our next film is Identity. Two men attempt to infiltrate a crime organization as they are loading a shipment into a, remo into a removal van. Um, the thing about this one, Rich, it felt a lot like Godfrey Reichardt's work. I don't know about you. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying there, and that it might be that's the, a compliment to this, by the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it might. I think they're in the sort. They sort of mix in the same circles because um, uh, uh, Brian v v Vigier, Vigier. Yeah. Vigier is uh, French himself, and uh, I think, you know, they've worked on, they quite possibly have worked on similar projects together. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a definitely, good comparison. Yeah, I think so. This is this is really good. You know, as I said, you've got, you've got these guys sort of loading up a truck, and, and these other two guys manage to sort of sneak in, take over the identity of a couple of the, um, the workers and, and get in. But, you know, chaos ensues, as usual. But it's, it's done really well. No dialogue. <laughs> At all, you know, throughout the short, you don't need it. Um, what what I liked about this one in particular is is when the two guys have to fight together, you know, mm. side by side sort of thing, and it's it's, it's that sort of coordination, you know, the, the way they able to sort of swap the people they're fighting with, you know, and, and things like that. 
Um, mm -hmm. I just thought it worked really, really well. Uh, I was really impressed with it. One of the there's two things I've mentioned. One of the similarities to a lot of uh, the Reichfahrt films that I've seen mm -hmm. is that they open with this teaser quick edit yeah, of like what you're going right. to see, yeah. which I'm sort of sometimes I don't, I don't mind it too much because I think you know with the you know uh, I understand why they do it. I with prefer the, that. Um, I pre you know, actually, the... I prefer that to immediate res. Mm -hmm. You know, I can understand why they do it. It's like it's look, this has got action in it. Stick around. Yeah, yeah, you know, you yeah. They're I mean? trying to get get people to hook in on it's that YouTube yeah. thing, isn't it? It's like you got to get them in those first few seconds. You got to capture their attention. And then the other thing is that this is one of this is one of those short films that basically is a bit like a fan film. It kind of takes music from another source. Hmm. Um, you know, without because you know, they're not looking to make money off of these, so generally they, they can get away with that. With just, so, this one we've got um, Johnny Cash's Folsom Prison Blues, but the version that appeared in Wrath of Man, uh, oh, and that okay. and that adds so much um, atmosphere to the whole hmm. thing. That I mean, it's shot well. I mean, it's a, it's a cheap production in a warehouse and whatever, which is quite a common thing. But the fact that they add in this quite grand mu music. Mm. Um, uh, does complement the film really, really well. Uh, it's, it's, you know, adds the atmosphere. You've got the fast paced, again, dynamic action and, and dynamic camera work as well. There's a lot of yeah. good, yes, good is, fluid yeah. camera work and stuff. Um, Vigia also did a film, he's done several things, but he did a, an interesting sort of gunplay film called Frontline, which is well also worth checking out. Okay. He's got lots of shorts on his channel, but this one I think does definitely um, stand out from some of the. He, there was another one he did recently. Which I couldn't, which I didn't watch in the end because it was, um, it had dialogue, but it wasn't subtitled. Oh, so okay. I'm hoping that subtitles will turn up on that one. Say so this isn't with this one, it's not an issue because say there's no dialogue in it, um, which makes it you know much more uh, approachable uh, for the general you know international viewer. So yeah, uh, good good little. It's only four minutes. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with this. I don't think. Absolutely. And I, th I think, you know, you, you touched on something there, Rich, as well. You know, when, mm. when we do sort of check out these shorts, um, he, he, most of the time you end up sort of subscribing to their channel, mm. you know, as, as a result of finding these things. Because you, you, do, you do, you want to know what they've done in the past. You want to know what they're working on now, you know, what's coming up. Because, you know, it is just so good, basically. Yeah. So, and yeah. a lot of these people are working on the big budget. Yeah, you know, yeah, Marvel yeah. movies and stuff, and these are like their little personal projects that they're exactly. they're, on learning, they're learning what you know, whatever role they they they're sort of taking on those bigger productions. They got their eyes open that you know that they're learning as as they're going and, and bringing that to their own projects, which is great to see. So that is uh, identity. You'll find a link in the footnotes. Go check it out. Our next one is Iterative Loop. A woman is about to be executed by two hitmen and things aren't going to go as well as they planned. Two minutes, Rich. Yeah. I looked at this and I sort of scoffed to myself, and what on earth are they going to be able to do in two minutes, for God's sake? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and what they did in two minutes was absolutely blow my socks off. Because this, like Identity that we're just talking about, is absolutely brilliant. Um, this is serious economic storytelling. You know, we we don't need to know whether or not the woman's a good guy or a bad guy or whatever. You know, who who who's 
who we should be rooting for. She's the one who's, whose life is at stake. So she's the one we're going to be, you know, helping out. And, and the fact that she's outnumbered two to one as well. These two guys, you know, expecting to just sort of put a bullet in the head and, and, and walk away. Um, so they're not as ready for a fight as she is, I think. You know, um, it's, it's kind of like that bar fight one we were talking earlier. Mm, yes. you, know, um, you know, that sort of cockiness, basically. Um, and <laughs> especially at the end, he's like, oh, no, we didn't mean it. You know, sort of thing. Um, yeah, too late by that point, mate. Um, but yeah, this this works really well. The, the, the coordination between the three characters, you know, that um, I thought was absolutely superb. Yeah, this this hits hard. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, Claire Higgenbloom is, mm. or Hugenbloom, sorry, uh, is the lead in this one. Uh, and yeah, she's somebody who's, again, very experienced stunt professional, usually very much sort of hidden away. So, mm. um, you know, you know, doubling or whatever it is, you know, not not standing in the in the foreground. And this is a bit like um, I, uh, there was a film we covered previously called Warlike. Uh, so it's kind of yes. a, it's, it's a kind of similar similar thing. And that I was think one yeah, of, the she, she, of that, of that yeah. period. I think that was uh, yeah, that was the one with the special forces guys. Yeah, suddenly finding out there was a woman who's, who's you know their target in the middle of them. Yes. Sort of them. yeah, that was yes. really good. Yeah, so she's. Um, She's worked on, say, big stuff. She's also done uh, shorts like Jester Must Die uh, in stunt mm-hmm. performing roles. Uh, I thought she was really good. Um, and, yeah, the, ho- the whole film's very similar to Identity. You know, it's got a similar setting. It's kind of a warehouse kind of thing. Um, like you say, economic storytelling. Not a lot. I, I did think I, I am a bit frustrated by the title. I know I've said this with Barfight at the start. With this one, mm. I just don't know what they're getting at with that title. No. I was I just thought of like a weird sort of time travel thing or something. Well, yeah, I thought it was like some sort of science fiction or, or whatever. But no, for me, uh, I'm com- the title completely loses me, mm. which is a shame because uh, that, that sort of uh, throws a sort of dampener on it. But yeah, I do think it's really good. He's um, James Newman on, on his stunts. Mm. Again, interesting, good channel to check out. Uh, he's done s- some other equally sort of quite short films, some a bit longer, Negative Space. Uh, corrective measures are, are worth a look but i think this one sort of stands out as as probably one of the best he's done so far um yeah it does just really show you what you can do in two minutes uh, so if you've got, especially when you've got that really fast-paced choreography and, it's, and stuff yeah i mean it's it's fast-paced and you know it's just kind of visible you can see what they're doing <laughs> yeah it's all, it's all visible but you know she, she she's t- she's taking a lot of damage at the same time but she's mm. using the sort of momentum of being hit and then turning it into her next strike mm-hmm. sort of thing so it's it, and it's just really really cool to see the way the way it works um i was i was really impressed with it um yeah some good sort of th- you know throwdowns and things there's a bit where one of the guys is reaching for the gun and she's charging at him and doesn't bother to try and get the gun just launches herself at him and, and sort of throws him over her shoulders brilliant yeah um, I was hella impressed with this one. Um, and nobody out there has got any excuse not to watch it. You can't tell me you haven't got two minutes in your day where you can't fit this in. Go check it out. Up next is Jack in the Box. A woman arrives home to find her beloved Jack has been abducted and she will do everything she can to get him back. Um, bit more uh, expansive 
this one to some of the ones we've seen. I, I think there's only um, um, Fist of Fortune, I think, up to this point, which yeah. is sort of like branched out more than one location. Um, yeah, this one I would say has the most one of the most complete narratives as well. It's 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 very much got a beginning, middle, and end. You know, it's got a pre-title mm -hmm. scene that sets everything up. It go, it's got a clear direction, and you, you know, heads towards a climax and a resolution in a way that you know most other short films that we watch don't do that. They're they're very much sort of a a moment, but yeah. uh, this one actually, and it works. You know, the the sort of the the, the structure is is satisfying as a as a for me. Yep. as a complete story in seven minutes mm -hmm. yeah totally agree um so the main character is is very good you know what she does um clearly got a very john wick influence kind yeah, of yeah there's a bit, a bit of john wick to it but you know with a sort of female perspective um i, I do there, there is a really cool bit um where there's these two guards stood outside the main compound and one of them said, going, oh, I don't even know what we're standing here for. What we, what we got, you know. <laughs> and then as he's talking, he, he turns around and she's got the other guy by the neck sort of thing. I thought it was, um, yeah, very, very good stuff. Yeah, no, this this one was really good. Um, this was made by Daniel Lo Cicero, who's actually yeah. one of those guys in that scene that you're talking mm. about. He's, he's the one going, why are we here, kind of thing. Mm. Um, uh, and he made... Uh, well, he's made quite a few things, but he made the short No Mercy with the Bollywood star Jacqueline Fernandez, which we covered, oh, which yeah, was yeah. also about six minutes long. Mm -hmm. um, again, say another female-led kind of action project. This is Linda Summer in this one. Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with her, but I, I'm, I don't think she's a martial artist. Right. But had we, she, had she... we covered this one before somewhere? Because I, I know I've seen it before. You might have. I mean, it's been on the uh, DTV Short Shots Twitter Right, um, for a while we posted mm. it back e uh how long ago hang on uh oh it's it was a short shot number 644 and we're over 800 now so it was quite a little wow. quite a while ago yeah. um probably early part of this year i guess mm. uh, or last year the so the, no so it must have been this year because i think it came out early, early this mm. year um yeah, it's got it's a can say it's another action scene in a warehouse kind of thing. But yeah, we've got um, different locations. We've got the say the setup in one place, and then we move through the warehouse in different parts of the warehouse. And there's a there's a there's quite a comical sort of payoff at the end, which yeah. which I think you can either go with or sort of it might lose you at that point. But it's it's quite a, quite a, a fun development, uh, especially you say on the second time viewing it. Um, I think it works a bit better then. Uh, there's a little bit of the Inception music, a little bit of Hans Zimmer's music from Inception plays right at the end, which is, which again, uh, say we sort of talked about copyright and sort of incorporating mm. higher value con uh, music and stuff uh, where there's no profits to be made. That can be quite beneficial. I mean, there was a, I'm touch on it again, the um, Thomas Jane Punisher short film, the sort of unofficial one, Dirty Laundry, Dirty Laundry yeah. where they basically just used, I mean, they had Thomas Jane and they, you know, the, the, you know, it's a good high, high quality product, but they still used the music from the dark Knight in, the, yeah. in, in that, just because, you know, that was probably better than anything they would be able to get. And they thought, well, if we're not, if we're not worried about making money, then, you know, well. let's, let's yeah. aim. For the thing. <laughs> anyway, it's only a little bit, but I did sort of pick up on it, but, um, yeah, Daniel Lo Cicero's stuff I find really quite good. Um, uh, say the the lead Linda Linda Summer. Say I don't think she, 
from looking at the making of, she didn't seem like she was uh, sort of from the stunt world, and I couldn't mm. see anything much on IMDb. But I thought she, you know, accomplished herself well yeah. um, in 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 the role and in the in the action, and it's a fun little film. Yep, absolutely. That is Jack in the Box. There's a link below in the footnotes. Go check it out. Next up is Kings of Triad. A disgraced triad finds himself at odds with his new boss, leading to a severe power struggle. Um, yeah, this is pretty damn good too. <laughs> it's an odd one though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. um, it's an eight-minute film, but the credits kick in after about four. Yeah, and, and then you got this. Sort of and then credit scene, yeah. yeah, so you've got a mid-credit scene that's basically half the length of the main film that you've just watched. So it's, I think what, hap- what happened was, uh, from looking at the uh, description, was it was originally supposed to be a fight short, you know, mm. that, that was purely, you know, fight test or, or whatever, mm-hmm. fight, fight scene practice. Uh, and they sort of elaborated on it, added different bits, and then they've decided to go, you know what, let's try and develop this a bit more. So you get the sort of the main four-minute confrontation scene Mm. And then we complete, and then uh, just when you think it's over, we kind of shift locations, and something com- else complete, completely different is happening. And it's set in, it's it's like a Marvel movie, you know, it's like setting <laughs> up the next one. Uh, so it's quite an interesting, quite a bold choice yeah. to to do that because you know, hopefully they they will be able to follow it up because it, it it does it is quite it an is enticing job, ending. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it it, but, it does get to this place where you know you think yay, but at the same time you're thinking you just dug yourself a huge hole you know for, 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 that, for that you know that character is just basically just signed his own death warrant and he probably yeah. knows it you know it's so, like well where where are you going to run to you know um it's, it's, yeah so so it would be really interesting to sort of see that sort of expanded yeah um, for sure but it's a very atmospherically shot say fight mm-hmm. scene of confrontation there is dialogue you know it's these two guys mm-hmm. So the, the guy who works for the triad and the and the and the and the son of the, the son the son of the uh, boss the, the leader, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's the guy who's the son playing the son he's uh, the director kevin lee mm-hmm. uh, and the sort of underling who's who's sort of a bit put out and you know wants a wants wants more uh, than he's getting and sort mm-hmm. of stands up to to the guy trying to put you basically they're both bad guys <laughs> it's yeah. like there's there's not really uh, really anyone to root for but um but it's kind of it kind of it kind of works um i think the guys did a great job again it's a it's a welsh another again well shot you know it looks really good it's got these um uh it, there's like a fire going and stuff and it's got really mm. it's it's shot at night it's not um doesn't seem to have been shot it's not day for night it seems to have been actually shot at night it's very it's quite atmospheric yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's got a really sharp look to it again the choreography and and camera work and stuff is is impeccable um and yeah there's that real contrast when we get to the 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 mid credits scene which is like in a stark white um i don't know if it's a garage or you know warehouse or or something but it's it's very you know a white artificial light kind of uh setting and you know they're torturing a guy and and all the underlings are around the, the the crime boss gives a talk it's, it's really good it's a great little scene mm. but it's kind of like um 
yeah, I need to go into the next one now. <laughs> it's like it's like you've, you've you've spent all this time setting this up. I want the I want the payoff. So um, I'm really hoping that we don't have to wait too long for that to happen. Uh, if otherwise, it's a great little fight short um, with just a little bit of extra stuff at the end. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, fingers crossed that Kings no of Triad yeah, goes absolutely. to distance. Yep, Kings of Triad. Go check it out. There's a link below in the footnotes. Up next is Stop Me. Two men fight a desperate battle against each other with the life of a young boy in the balance. Um, I did have a bit of difficulty hearing some of the dialogue at the beginning of this, mm. although it didn't really matter too much as to, you know, the visual storytelling. It's easy to sort of pick up what's going on, kind of. Mm. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed this. You know, again, this is another very well shot film. Um, the camera work in particular, I mean, the fight sets choreography is really good, but the, the camera work and the editing is probably some of the best we've seen in this list. Um, it, it just works really well. There's some really good tracking shots um, as the two guys are fighting on one side of the room and there's some machinery and the, the camera's sort of tracking them, uh, keep, you know, keep, keeping up. Uh, in, in parallel as, as, as they're going through the room. Uh, there's some good editing, sort of, uh, sort of switching perspectives and this sort of thing going on. Um, and, and some of the hits look really hard hitting. You know, when, when the guy gets the sledgehammer out, um, yeah, that, that, you know, look, it does look deadly. It really does, you know, um, when, it, when it's sort of making impacts into the ground and stuff. So, yeah, the, um, this, this worked really well for me. And, and it's, it's got, probably the most surprising ending for for any of these films as well um i, I really did like this and I, you know again you know it is one of those sort of snapshots of a bigger story and i, yes. I would certainly like to see this um, expanded yeah it's definitely one that i liken to iterative loop in that you sort of land in this situation without any explanation and it's there's no there's no backstory there's no development or whatever you just kind of have to infer what's going on uh but but you, you, that does kind of work um, to a degree. Uh, it's Kevin Burrill, hmm. uh, or if I put uh, what is it called? Bar Brilliant, Brilliant films. Yeah, Brilliant films. Um, yeah. We've covered I think three of his. Um, he did. Um, there was Dream War, and uh, Lost Souls. I think was one of his. And oh, yeah. Uh, bloodthirsty all of which were fan films interestingly yeah. it was some of them stealth fan films you don't realize it necessarily at first mm. but the um uh, this one is uh wholly original it's not a fan film uh but it's the it's it's the fact yeah it's the kind of the setup is quite interesting but also the the location as well it's kind of like a garage but sort of like the ceiling see yeah. it's kind of like a yeah, it's kind of garage, garagely. It's got these. Um, it's got like a car and stuff, but it's, it's very got these concrete. Sort of, sort of very shafts of light coming through as well, which yeah. reminded me sort of Russell Mulcahy almost, you know. And it's kind of broken up uh, the sort of um, bits that move around the space. And I think one of the things that makes it really stand out is like the heavy duty wep weapons or things used as weapons. You know, mm. there's breeze blocks. It's, as you say, sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a wrench and stuff. It's the, like they're the really blocks, going yeah. at it <laughs> with yeah. um, with the with whatever's to hand. You know, the guy, basically the first thing the 
the antagonist picks up is a breeze block and he's just sort of swinging it around and stuff and you know he's got very bad intentions you don't know why but you know he's got very bad intentions yeah it's a good um say another really solid short from kevin brill uh really worth uh, worth your time yeah absolutely um we we really enjoyed this one i hope you do too go check it out our next film is the book of perseus uh this is a homage to the book of eli with uh, denzel washington uh, in which a stranger comes to the rescue of a young woman in the midst of a post-apocalyptic wilderness. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy to sort of pick up that this is a... It's not... A, could you really call it a fan film? It's not really a fan film as such, but a sort of a reimagining. Well, I think even if it's a reimagining, you would call it a fan film fan because film? it's like okay. it's taken... I don't, think it, I'm sure. I don't think it's like a um, continuation. I think it is kind of... Mm reworking or retelling yeah. the story um there's a there's a few examples of that there's a, a recently released uh, a film uh, based on small soldiers oh, yeah. uh, which i'm quite a fan of from the from from the 90s um mm. as a film and that film is it, you, you could potentially see it as a continuation but it also basically retells it's like a retelling it's just they've changed the characters and stuff and i think that's what they've done with this one is it's kind of uh because there's too much that's the same if you see what i mean there's too many um too many similarities that you could say oh there's other people in this world who are doing this you know and they had and that's kind of a, a theme that's he brings into it but i think there's there's too many similarities with the denzel washington character yeah that that would make that not not really that viable he's uh, he is eli isn't he in, uh, mm-hmm. in that. um yeah. but yeah so it is kind of a a retelling but in like 14 minutes um mm-hmm. uh and very different from anything we've uh looked at during this episode uh brian sloyer's the filmmaker he's got a very different kind of style very slow contemplative he's he's a very artful filmmaker yeah. and yeah, also very in tune with and, and, and this sort of the, you know the the snapshots of like you know close-ups of you know hand brushing over flowers and, uh, yeah, and yeah. that sort of thing yeah 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 very and obviously. the uh, yeah and all his film i mean he's made so many i mean he's he's got he's he's done um i mean he's worked on films like boss level and stuff done really you know high-end um action and and this does have you know very fast-paced action but it's juxtaposed with that very slow say contemplative kind of uh, approach and he's got um he, you see the spiritual themes and stuff that he brings in in this running through a lot of his work there's a lot of stuff about angels you know guardians and all that sort of stuff um interestingly this doesn't have some of the people that i'm used to seeing in some of his films Usually, actually, um, the guy who's the lead in this is Aaron D. Alexander from uh, from Barfi. Uh, so interesting to see him again in quite a yeah, different character. Yeah. Uh, once again, we've got a film that is is quite a fully formed story. You know, we we very quickly you know brought up to speed with what's happening. Yep. Uh, you know, stuff happens, and there's a, quite a definite conclusion at the end. It's not my favourite. I I do think you know Brian Sloyer's you know action design choreography and, and stuff is some of the best mm-hmm. 
but I'm not a big lover of, you know, the uh, the sort of more artful leanings that he has. But you cannot say that 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 his films are not completely distinctive and unique, and that's that's something that helps him really stand out from the crowd as a filmmaker. Uh, he's he's yet to direct anything, you know, uh, approaching feature length, uh, and I'm not sure I'd want that because of the style you know i'm not he he's like a terence malick kind of guy and yeah. i'm not i'm not um yeah. but are, are you a fan uh, of the original you are, are you a i did like it actually yeah. um i did i did when i saw it um mm. i do feel like i should watch it again actually because that you know it's got that kind of twist at the end and stuff and mm. really which i think works really well and i'd love to go back and watch it again knowing that and sort of seeing how well that works on a you know a second viewing but yeah it's that, that was the hughes brothers wasn't it like, yes it um, was yeah Hughes, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Um, so yeah not a film you would expect to sort of um uh to see a you know a, a sort of a fan production sort of come mm. out of but uh, i think i think it works it definitely works with with sloyer's style and what he goes for how did you feel about how do you like his, how do you I... feel about his particular approach in the sort of style and stuff it, it was a bit of a case of like, when are they getting to the fireworks factory? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I probably, it's one of those ones I probably enjoy more the second time round, mm-hmm. knowing knowing that I can relax. Yes, they are going to get to the fireworks factory. It's fine, you know. Enjoy the scenery on the way, sort of mm-hmm. thing, because um, it because it does pay off. You know, they're, they're, um, it does work really well. Um, I did like it more second time round as well. Yeah, it, no, it was it was a good one. I I, I like those those elements of like you know the sort of the close-ups of the hands and things like that um it works i thought that all worked really well the thing with the stones you think what the hell the stones for then you find out later on um yeah all all works really good brian sloyer released another film because he went quiet for a long time because i think he was very busy Hmm. um but he's because he was churning out shorts like really regularly and then there was a long dry spell and then there's this and another one called i think it's 54 columns which is also worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Again, deals with some similar sort of themes, but he doesn't usually do stuff based on other people's, you know, work. He's, he's, this is quite unusual for him. Usually, his stuff is is sort of more, more original, more organic. So, uh, seeing him put his spin on, you know, something that we've seen before is is really interesting, uh, and sort of again, sort of make, makes this one stand out a little bit more from than Fifty Four Columns. It, or Fifty Four Columns has probably got more originality, I think, uh, and sort of uh, is is also worth checking out. Absolutely, and we do recommend you go check this one out. The foot, sorry, the link is in the footnotes below. Our final film this week is The Calm. A mystery woman must fight for her life in a rather nifty BMW. Um, a little bit of context, I think, is needed for this one, Rich. Um, so BMW, uh, every now and again, they like to hire a bunch of some of the mo- more renowned contemporary directors to make short films involving some of their cars to sort of showcase them a bit. So yes. um, I, I remember way back when now, um, it was released on DVD. It was, it, was, it was a few, there was like John Frankenheimer, Michael Mann, Guy Ritchie, uh, the, the three that I remember. And I know Ang Lee, John Woo. Yeah, John Woo, that's right. You know, they, mm. they, 
they've done them sort of every, every sort of few years, I think. Um, and I, I imagine this is one of the latest ones with Sam Hargrave, of course, from Extraction. Um, very well, you know, now a well-renowned um, action director. Um, and he gets to play around with this car um, and, and comes up with a great little fight scene and car chase and everything. Um, I thought it worked really well. And, and I must admit, I fell in love with that car. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm one of these guys who thinks, well, a car's a car. You know, as long as it's big enough to carry the dogs in and it goes and doesn't break down, I'm, I'm happy. But this thing, you know, um, they do a good job of like showing off its little, all this little technological tricks and things, you know, um, which is really nice. So the, the only downside is it's electric. But um, but the other good thing about it is it wasn't all about the car. It, you know, it's still a proper story. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, they, they ditch the car and just like have, have, have another scene without it. So, yeah, they, they, this this worked really well. You know, we don't know who this woman is, but she's involved in some espionage shenanigans. People are out to get her. Um, you know, luckily, she knows what she's doing. Um, and we get this really well well shot um fight inside the car and then you got these guys on motorbikes trying to stop her and all sorts i know you like that kind of stuff though the 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 sort of very contained environment so did you do yeah yeah i think did you think that worked really well the the fight in the car yeah and and i was surprised that it's like um you know it's resolution you know um the way that sort of worked out was was kind of weird because because you know that when it starts you, you don't know at all who you're meant to be rooting for you mm. know is because it's set up like a transporter kind of scenario yes. isn't it yes. you know and that's what i was expecting and then it goes a completely different direction um but yeah no, well that's I, the thing because yeah. sorry no um, i'm uh, you go on i'll, I'll no I'll that's it that's, yeah you, you, you jump in mate no i was, was going to say that's kind of the it's flipping the dynamic of the the previous films so as far as i'm aware this is the first one that bmw have made since about 2016 i might mm. be wrong i haven't been able to find out find any others but basically the films you're talking about um the you know with with all those uh, john frankheimer oh they, they all they had got um, back... clive owen in them didn't they yes the, so the it was a whole one. series yeah. st- starring clive owen and most of them were made in 2001 2002 so mm. a long time ago now yeah, and yeah. then in, and then there was a big gap and then they did one with Neil Blomkamp in 2016 uh called The Escape which is really good uh, I thought there one was of the... some more around about that sort of period because I remember talking to people on on Twitter at the time uh maybe well I mean they made loads I mean say they did one two three four five in 2001 and then one like another three in 2002 I think right. um according to IMDB uh so one two three yeah and then say the the escape with with which had like John Bernthal and Dakota Fanning and stuff in it as, mm. as that's that was really good that was like a return they they threw even more money at that it's really good that this isn't as good as that I don't think mm. but because that one had helicopters and everything in it <laughs> so as well mm. if you haven't seen that it's well worth seeing um so this one yeah they they flipped the dynamic of where Clive Owen was the driver and then you know, Madonna or whoever it was would be in the back. Mm. And in this case, we've got this fantastically dressed woman, you know, the, the, you know, the, the costume design is amazing. Yeah. Uh, she just uh, gets in the car and something's not right. And yeah, eventually 
we find ourselves on her side uh and then the the action kicks in but then a bit like what we were saying with kings of triad uh you get the action is kind of over and then we get like a talky scene which basically sets up where it's going to go from now now i've seen a few i, I was watching a a short film when Ray Stevenson passed away, I was looking up some stuff that he'd done mm. and he did a film for Jaguar, which had loads of people in it, including, you know, not, not uh, uh, Bridget Nielsen and stuff all turned up. And the film just didn't work. And it was kind of lots of nothing. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it set up, you know, it set up a sequel, but it's basically never came. Uh, and I don't think that will be what happens here because I think BMW have a better idea what they're doing, but it just shows you that, BMW are the are some of the best at these kind of promotional, you know, um, publicity. You know, uh, it's not product placement. It's a, it's an advert basically, but in the form of a of a film. They, they, it's a promote or say more of a promotional film. We covered them before, like Ridley Scott did that one about the airport. If you remember the yeah, yeah, Turkish right. airport yeah. Yeah. stuff like that. So some of these companies have got so much money they're throwing it at it. But the I do think this and. I think you from do you remember they used to be at the cinema they used to play these like faux trailers which were doing the same thing mm. so there was like a Benicio del Toro one and it was like presented as a trailer for a movie but it actually was just an advert in that style um whereas I think whereas these are actual self fully formed yeah films uh Sam Ham Halgrave delivers what you would expect from him uh he's you know it's it's very well done you know it's, they've uh, there's the fight inside the car, uh, and then and then there's the, the the faceless sort of motorcycle assassins stuff going on, which there wasn't a, as much done with them as I thought would happen. Yeah, but it's all still well done. The 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 main heart, you know, the main meat and the meat on the in the film is that fight in the car because it's really using the the limited environment. Um, uh, Pom Clement Pom Clemente from Guardians of the Galaxy uh she's she's really good in sort of uh you know you don't know who her character is but sort of adding the mystique and then sort of uh you know uh doing the moves and you know working working in the you know that's charlie's the wrong sort, yeah, yeah. sort of way where you know can, you can see her doing stuff um and so she's quite good then we get like a little uh sort of surprise sort of payoff bit at the end which i won't spoil but it's worth mm-hmm. um worth sticking around after the action for that and i'm i'm positive i'm hopeful that you know that this will be successful enough that they will you know continue the story because i would i would always rather a thing was complete and then another story came along a bit like yeah. what they did with the clive owen stuff mm-hmm. than set up something that never got paid off so i'm but i think you know as far as I can tell, this has been well received. It's certainly, you know, good enough quality uh, and, um, you know, approachable for anyone who's not interested in cars. You know, you don't have to be a car BMW fan oh, no, to, so, yeah. to, but, to watch uh, this. Yeah, the, the, but at the same time, I mean, obviously the brief is, you know, mm. make the car look good. You know? Yeah, well, they want people to buy the car. That's yeah, the point absolutely. of the film. And, but and, uh, and, I'm not buying yeah. the car. I don't even remember what the car is called. So, I've, got, so. I've got no idea what it is, but I mean... I think that is the most uphill part of this is, is, you know, it's an electric luxury car. Mm. So it does have a a limited, um, you know, customer base, I guess. But, you know, it, it looks fantastic and it doesn't look it like a contemporary 
BMW. You know, it, it does look heightened. You know, if you see what I mean, it, it, yeah. it looks meaty, and you know the, the the gadgetry inside seems like you know next generation kind mm. of thing. You know, you'd almost imagine it was like some of it was like CGI'd on <laughs> on it. It looks very fantastical. It does make um, you wonder if how much of it has been elaborated because yeah, they do that like in adverts, concept, don't they? It's yeah, sometimes to get these concept cars, you know, um, not all features are applicable in your area or whatever. Stuff, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but the um, the other thing I want to mention is because uh, talking about this being basically the blockbuster of short films um, mm. that we're watching, the score is by Hans Zimmer. So that sort of again <laughs> sort of tells you what sort of level they, they we're at. Called here. all the stops out, didn't they, for this? Yeah. Interestingly, but, I looked into the. I was looking in the background. And there was an older video on the BMW YouTube about Hans Zimmer. And basically, uh, not on this car, but on like a previous model, hmm. it, it might have carried on, but on a previous model, they hired Hans Zimmer to compose the sounds that the car makes. That's genius. My, my car makes <laughs> a sound when I open the door. It's like, it's, ta-da! So, yeah, and it, bits like that. And they they yeah. they go. Let's hire Hans Zimmer because we can afford that. Can afford <laughs> it's that. Like, and then so that yeah. So he's got a relationship with them, and and so yeah, you got this Hans Zimmer music, which I don't think. I mean, it's good music, but I, mm. I didn't think it leapt out at me of like, um, uh, wow, this is an amazing Hans Zimmer score kind of thing. But you no, can probably it just adds to the polish, doesn't it? That, yeah, I think it's there. I think you, it's more about the. The look and feel and the um the calm by the way of the title i believe refers to the car itself, the car itself and yeah, you, yeah, you know the, yeah. the the um the fact that it's electric and doesn't make a lot of noise and i know there's a, there's some stuff in the making of where sam Har- hargraves talking about you know that's one of the things he was trying to play with was the the juxtaposition of the chaos and and mm. the sort of the containness of the the calmness of the the environment, but then that you can hear everything else which is happening, but then outside, it's chaotic and I don't I don't know if all that stuff worked. I I wasn't really thinking of that when I was watching it. I just thought, wow, it's a really good action sequence yeah, and a nice little I film. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely superb. Um, and you'll find a link in the footnotes. Go check it out. And that is the end of this uh, Short Shots episode. Um, Hopefully you'll check these out and you'll agree with me and Rich that um, it is a brilliant representation of contemporary action short filmmaking. Um, I've certainly got my favourites, you know, um, Hidari, uh, Iterative Loop, stop me all, all all really really good stuff um thoroughly enjoyed them uh rich do you, you got any particular favorites out of the group oh hidari and bar fight i think for me mm-hmm. are the are two best i mean i do like the calm but i think it's mm-hmm. you know it, i i love the inventiveness of some of the more low budget stuff yeah. uh, and uh the, what calm's good. I do the, think... the calm is very good but it does feel like uh, you know it, it's it's someone playing with the format rather than you know it, it's almost like um an exercise for him you know to, whereas everyone else is striving you know to, to improve their their, their art yeah whereas well a lot he, of these he, filmmakers are trying to accomplish something against odds yeah sam hargrave and the bmw all, team yeah. didn't really have any odds they've got everything at their disposal exactly so if it wasn't if it wasn't fantastic, there'd be something wrong and it'll probably <laughs> yeah. be ruined by, you know, if 
you know, if you're looking for something that's to the standard of a James Bond movie or mm. scene or whatever, then the calm is is there. But if you want to see something that's quite surprising and you know mm. inventive, then something like Bar Fight or Hidari is 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 yeah. where I would turn definitely. Hidari probably being the most unique film, uh, most unique action film you will see this year. Yeah, I think we'll be talking about that one at the end of the year. Absolutely. Um, please, please check out these shorts. Uh, they're all great. And if you do, and you like what you see, you know, subscribe to the channels and, uh, you know, check out some of their other work because there's a lot there. Um, if you like what we do, you know, drop us a comment. That'd be great. Or if, you, if you're listening to us on YouTube, um, you know, like and subscribe. That would be nice too. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.